1: The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Here's the turnover. Quick shot score.
2: Drive feeds evander kane and there's his first goal since coming back and he gets a fair hug from leon dry mission accomplished for the edmonton oilers as kane picks up his sixth of the year and his first since a hat trick on
3: november the first evander kane helping the oilers to a 7-3 blowout victory over the chicago blackhawks kane getting his first goal since Suffering that wrist injury the Oilers absolutely rolling tonight Tyson Berry with a couple three more points for Connor McDavid three more points for Zach Hyman Jack Campbell the win and U of A goaltender Matt Berlin makes one save in two minutes and 20 seconds of work at the end of the game to make a feel-good night feel even better For Oil Country. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown inside Studio 99 at Rogers Place for Hartland Ford Overtime Open Line. So the Oilers 7-0-1 in their last eight games. They're 28-18 and 4 on the season. And Rob, in terms of the game tonight, I'll say to you kind of the same thing I said after the second period. The first half of the second period, you could feel like it might break open because they were around the net a lot and had some near misses, but then final 30 minutes of the game it was just uh, an absolute tidal wave by the Oilers
4: well two things happened they got a big save from Jack Campbell they kept the game 2-1 for the Oilers the the Blackhawks had a chance to, to tie it up and Campbell makes a big save on Taves and then the Oilers come down not long after that scored the third goal to extend the lead and you could just seal the def- feel the deflate on the Blackhawks bench uh, this is a team that is having a tough season uh, the, nothing has gone right for them for the most part. They give up way too many goals. They don't score near enough. And when they fell down, fell behind by two goals, it was too big a road for them to come back on, and they, they knew that. And after that, uh, you, you found that they didn't, They weren't finishing checks anymore. They weren't getting to, into shooting lanes. They weren't taking hits to make a play. Uh, it was just a team that had already given up on the game, and it was just a matter of running out of time. And at that point, the Oilers just, they felt it. And they went in for the kill. And uh, the Oilers have got a ton of talent. And they're a very good team when they have a lead because teams take chances. And when you get into a pond hockey game, which it turned into as the game moved on, the Oilers have more skill than the Chicago Blackhawks and they were able to capitalize.
3: Tyson Berry gets a couple tonight. Uh, The Oilers with two more power play goals as as that looked pretty good. And, I mean, the game was still close when they scored the power Mm -hmm. play goals as they just completely pull away tonight and and Kane getting a lot of looks in that third period you know the goal didn't affect the outcome of the game but what will that mean to to Kane to get that one?
4: It'll be huge and and the Oilers understand how big it is for Kane to become uh, a contributing part of the team again. Uh, Any player that's ever had a, a long term injury there's always a little bit of hesitation when you come back and a little bit of doubt and you try to erase that as quick as you can. And the Oilers understood that. And in the third period, they moved Kane up with Connor and Leon. The game was already at of reach. The game was won for the Oilers. At that point, they're simply trying to get Kane a goal. They're trying to get him to feel good about themselves going into this going into this long break. And every time that Leon had the puck, especially, he was looking, okay, where's Kane? I gotta get on the puck. Kane had a number of good looks, rang one off the crossbar, and then when he scored, i i i know that he had said that he doesn't believe he's going to be hundred percent this year with strength but that was a hard heavy shot uh, just a quick flick of the wrist and it was by morazic in, in, in a heartbeat so uh, it's for a guy i don't know what he's got in his career a couple hundred goals 300 goals whatever it is that one right there was a, a an important one because now over the next 10 days before they play again He's gonna feel good about himself. There's gonna be a little bit more confidence in that uh, wrist when he comes back from this long stretch. Yeah,
3: 292 now, and uh, Kane getting back on the score sheet is our quick change for Jiffy Loop, keeping you moving to and from the game. Visit your local Jiffy Loop today. And, and I thought that, yeah, a lot of the third period was let's get Kane a goal. Clearly there are some guys looking for Barry on oh. a couple of plays yeah. as well to get, What the an, an Oilers defenseman has not had a hat trick since January of 2006
4: that's a long time well not only were they looking for Barry Barry's looking himself there was a couple times where Janmark was playing defense because Barry was in on the forecheck Barry's best chance and he had a golden opportunity for a hat trick was on a play that Ryan Nugent Hopkins made such a great play fooling the defenseman of the Blackhawks. He actually fooled Barry too. Nugent Hopkins came off the bench and faked a shot and he was a slap pass at Barry. Barry had the whole back door wide open net but he actually startled Barry. Barry at the last second saw it and it was too late. That was his best chance. He had another great look where he tried going up high from the side. So yeah, when when you got a lead. Everything's going right and you feel pretty comfortable about where you stood in the game you can start doing some things and tonight they tried getting Kane a goal they tried getting Barry a goal and then at the very end they had a a magical moment for a young kid from the U of A Golden Bears
3: and we are uh, expecting to have Matt Berlin on overtime open line hopefully right away uh, to hear from him live after his uh his appearance in the National Hockey League. I can't let everybody know that the Japanese Village goal light is on because the Oilers scored more than five goals in a game, 7-3 win over Chicago. So head to 630Ched.com, print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite Japanese steakhouse. Reserve your party at JVEdmonton.ca. So Matt Berlin, uh, an emergency backup goalie for for, uh, some of the NHL games here in Edmonton. Plays for the U of A. So he had to dress as the backup tonight, and with the game in hand for the Oilers, we could see down the tunnel with about four or five minutes left. Oh, he's not on his stool. Oh, wait a minute. He's in the tunnel. Oh, wait. Oh, he's holding a stick. Oh, wait a minute. He's got his mask on. So you realize he was going to go in just a matter of, A, how, how much he was going to get to play. And then, B, would he get to face his shot or not? And he did stop a shot with 48 seconds left. He played 226. So his <laughs> NHL stats will be pretty good. 1,000 <laughs> save percentage, which I'm, I'm glad he got a shot. You know, so not just the playing
4: time. 100% too. I'm glad he got a shot as well. I'm glad he saved the shot more so than getting the shot. Uh, at one point, and Evander Kane kind of alluded to it, is they were just hoping for a whistle because he was ready to go in. And they didn't want the, the last couple minutes to go without a whistle. They wouldn't be able to do. They might have to change him on the fly. Talbot come, fl- or, yeah, come, uh, Campbell come flying out and in goes uh, Berlin and I've seen it happen once in an NHL game. I would have been kind of exciting to see it happen again tonight, but it, it, when things are going well and things are going well right now for the Edmonton Oilers, uh, you get to enjoy all kinds of different things and you get to try to get guys goals, you get try to get guys hat tricks and then you get try to get a guy into a hockey game for his first ever experience in the National Hockey League you don't have that when your team's not doing well the edmonton Oilers are playing really well right now and because of that uh there's a lot of different exciting things that are happening with the team
3: so edmonton's record 28 18 and 4 and maybe i'll put that in the perspective that remember at one point they were 10 and 10. Mm-hmm. so 18 8 and 4 since then so that's that's a nice nice run and they've certainly been banking some points here, 7-0-1 in their last eight. Uh, we'll update the, the scoreboard and the standings here in a few minutes once some other games get wrapped up. Uh, maybe David, 12-game point streak, 20 points, but I mean, Zach Hyman, 17 points in his last seven games.
4: Yeah, it's, he just puts himself in the right positions, and there's times where guys, bigger, stronger players that more or less, are guys in front of the net, battling type players get a point here or there, and you're like, oh, he had a good night. He got, you know, got a second assist here to go with a goal. Uh, Cam, or uh, Hyman is, he's leading the charge. He's driving his line. And at the end of the night, if you don't see a couple points beside his name, you're like surprised because, oh, I, I expect two points out of Hyman every night when he steps out there. He's playing that well right now. And it's funny, uh, he, they put Kane up to play with Connor and Leon and they moved Hyman with McLeod in that line. Started dominating, so uh, Hyman is having a magical year, uh, and everything he seems to touch seems to find the back of the net, even when they disallow them. So it's, you uh, know, it's been a, it's it's been a fun ride, and that's why Bob asked upstairs if, as a player, as a team, is this the right time for the Oilers to have an extended break? And no, it's not, because uh, guys like Hyman, who are on these kind of roles, you don't want to stop. You want to come to the rink each and every day.
3: Yeah, 7-3, the Oilers take it. Hyman didn't have a goal disallowed tonight, but Leon Dreisaitl did when it was already 5-1 late in the second period. Connor McDavid was, didn't get a penalty, but he was ruled to have committed goaltender interference, so that goal didn't count. Who knows if it was a close game, the Oilers maybe would have challenged and tried, <laughs> tried to get it to count.
4: I, I think it should have been a goal. I do. I think from first look, and you and I talked about at the end of the period, it looked like McDavid interfered with the goalie in real time. But then when you saw the replay, it's like, ooh, yeah, I'm not sure that that should have been disallowed. But when it's 5-1, you're probably not going to challenge it. Uh, The Oilers didn't. But I I do believe if this was a close game, or if this was a playoff game, I do believe the Oilers would have challenged that. And I think I would have liked their chances.
3: So Hyman, Drysdale, and McDavid all with a goal and two assists tonight. Darnell Nurse finishes with three assists in 20 minutes of ice time. Uh, He's plus three on the evening. Ryan McLeod got a goal and that was one the Oilers celebrated it wasn't called a goal on the ice and then they're looking at it while the play is going on they blow the horn and, I, it, and it was in
4: I was I was just waiting for the buzzer to go players no and, and they, well, a couple of Oilers
3: had a better view than the ref well, would. And,
4: and McLeod as soon as it went in he pointed in he pointed at the ref and he was putting his hands up uh, he knew and it was just a matter of the upstairs or Toronto looking at it and they made the right call and it was clearly in when they showed the replay.
3: 7-3, the Oilers take it. So it's a $700 donation to 630 Chet Santas Anonymous from James H. Brown. Injury lawyers, when accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. They give 100 bucks every time the Oilers score throughout the season. It was, um, uh, I mean, they were just all over. But uh, One of the best, uh, 30 seconds into the third period, that pass dry-settled McDavid for that breakaway. Uh, you know, one of the best offensive plays in the game, they, did, they didn't score. I mean, the Oilers just, they completely wore Chicago down tonight. had the puck a ton.
4: They, they did. The, the Oilers were on their game, and they were playing a Chicago team that uh, would struggle to keep up if they were playing their best. And then once the Oilers got the lead, they just, their will was gone. And the Oilers were just picking them apart. Uh, seven goals was probably the fewest they were going to score. This, this could have been a lot bigger in this game. There was Razick stopped a couple breakaways. There's a couple that were right, right in front of the net where the Oilers had wide open nets. They weren't able to get their stick on it. Uh, the Oilers were feeling it. The Oilers this last little while have found their game offensively. And that's again why you wish there <laughs> it wasn't a ten day break. But the Oilers are playing as good right now as they've played all season long. And that's why they're moving up in the standings right now in the their not only their division but also in the conference
3: yeah the power play goes two for three the Hawks power play goes one for three as uh, Taves got a goal for Patrick Kane in the third period as the Oilers cruise to a 7-3 victory okay you can get in touch 780-496-0063 that is the hotline powered by CertainTeed the pros choice for roofing siding drywall insulation and ceiling systems CertainTeed Pro all the way uh, we're hoping to hear from Matt Berlin here in a few minutes. You'll also hear from Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft. We're live in Studio 99. It's Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.
1: Live Oilers hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630
2: Chad. McDavid tried to give it back to him from the left half. Board. It's unsuccessful in that endeavor. We're going to have a fight. Lafferty lining up against Brett Kulak who lands a right to the body Lafferty a couple of left jabs on Kulak right uppercut from Kulak Lafferty short with a right hook now lands with a right hook they're trading right hooks at center ice this is a tremendous tilt Kulak three thunderous right hands in a row and all of a sudden he's got Lafferty in some trouble and Lafferty will tie him up. What a middle wave tilt right at center ice. And this crowd explodes.
3: Well, that's going to be our crunch of the game for Cougar Paint Collision. Our family helping your family for 40 years and counting Kulak against Lafferty. That was a good
4: one. That was a very good fight. It's everyone always waits for the heavyweight fights but sometimes the middleweights when they go at it there's just no defense and uh, there was no defense in that one Uh, they talked about it there was a I think Lafferty threw a little bit of a late hit Kulak wasn't happy they talked for it a bit then uh, they made the show at center ice getting the gloves and sticks out of the way but uh, it's funny there was a stretch where we talked a lot about the Oilers had zero fights or the most fights they had on the team was by the finished player and over the last little while, it's become a little more physical, and the Oilers have been standing up for each other a lot more.
3: All right, the Oilers cruise past Chicago tonight. 7-3 is your final. Let's go to the mic for Eclipse Restoration. named one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780-250-HELP or visit eclipse247.ca. Here's Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft.
5: Yeah, um, a few things went into it. First of all, uh, the player—it came from the players. Um, so we talked about it on the bench. Um, we wanted to make sure we did it in a respectful way, um, you know, because we have nothing but respect for the Chicago Blackhawks, their their players and their coaching staff. Uh, but we just wanted to give somebody uh, an opportunity that they'll remember for the rest of their lives. And, um, you know, I was proud of our team that they came to that decision. Jack Campbell came to the bench at the TV timeout. We told him what we were thinking. He was all on board. He was so happy for it. And uh, the opportunity presented itself and, and that's what we did and, you know, the good on the young man for going out there and making a save. and. You know I'm sure he will carry that memory with him the rest of his life he'll be in the record books as having played in the National Hockey
6: League Jay, what does that say about the group in that locker room to have the awareness in that moment to make it so special for him
5: yeah we got great people here uh, we have good really good players and great players as well but it, it starts with people and um, you know for our, uh, for our for that to come from our players um, I think it's special and I think it brings the team together nobody was happier for that young man than all those players in that dressing room no, he it was great
7: Sorry. He, he said that he thought you were kidding uh, how did you convince him that you weren't
5: <laughs> yeah. well it was funny because i was waiting for the when it happened he was the door was open and he was going and i just said hold on a second because the referee's hand didn't come up yet and that's usually what i wait for when i make a change um but no i told him he's going in and it'll be around the two minute mark i didn't know if we would get another whistle i think he went in at about 245 or something like that and
0: what's the gap you would have been comfortable with uh, putting him in that game
5: um i You know, the way the game played out, we had that decision made probably. It was before the TV timeout, so we knew we were doing it. We actually gave up another goal, but uh, we felt comfortable with the way we were playing. And uh, sometimes there's things, uh, you know, that, uh, like I said, it's a moment in our season that's special, and it's a moment in that young guy's life. That'll carry with him the rest of his life. You're a little bit hoarse. Was that from after the first, maybe? Or? Uh, no, I've uh, I've been dealing with a little bit of a cold here, so I got to uh, heal up and kind of. Feel better, but no, I've had a little bit of like laryngitis. You like the way your group sort of found its
0: game, though, partway through that game. Yeah, yeah,
5: I I, I didn't think we were great right off the bat. I thought we got better as it went on in the first period. We took it over in the second period. Still, a couple things I'd like to clean up. Um, But you know, our team is 10-3-2 since the Christmas break. You know, you couldn't uh, script, you know, uh, it better for us. Um, I think we've taken a step here. It's a credit to our players um, you know you guys have been asking me about the message to the players going into the break for the last week I actually was able to give a message now because I didn't want to take away from the game that was at hand and, and the message was um, you know we just completed an important segment at that number um, but to make sure that we uh, rest up both mentally and physically because uh, the last 32 games is gonna be a hard push to get into playoffs
1: Jay, I wanted to ask
5: about Zach I mean, He's
6: obviously yeah. having a career. What have you seen that's maybe different this year than when he came
5: here last year? Nothing different. I see his finish. Uh, he's finishing more, yeah. um, but I see a I see a true leader. Doesn't need anything to get him going. He gets himself going. He doesn't worry about what he doesn't get. He just he just goes out and makes people around him better. And uh, you know, I'm you know I'm thankful that he's. A strong, strong member of our forward grouping, but most importantly, he doesn't wear a letter, but I think he's a true leader on our team. You
7: mentioned uh, the, the record over the last 15, 7-0-1 oh the last eight. Yeah. What, do you, what do you feel is the biggest kind of improvement or turnaround that uh, the team over that level yeah. spread? I think
5: attention to detail defensively. Um, I think our goaltending has been excellent. Jack should feel real good about his game. Um, I think our penalty kill has been very good Um, but ultimately it comes down to the execution level of our players uh, wanting to play the game the right way and uh, you know if you look heading into this game and we talk to our players we feel we score enough Uh, after Christmas to before today's game it was I think 3.84 goals uh, per game that's enough. It's the other side of the puck that we had to make sure we were taken care of. I I don't think we're there yet. We're making strides, and uh, we're starting to get healthy again, too. Um, So it's a credit to our players. We're going to enjoy this win heading into the break and and come out uh, with a mindset that uh, we want to build on this last segment.
7: I know you're a coach that respects all. You know opponents and also you can't control the schedule but yeah. I'd say the schedule seems a little bit lighter now but is it help helpful that you're finding your game is that you can kind of maybe take this out of a lighter schedule to a tougher one
5: you know what I I think every team in the NHL can beat any team in the NHL and I think we're seeing that um, not just you know we we dropped a point to Columbus in overtime Um, They weren't, uh, you know, they're not in first place, but they played us hard. They're they're a good team. They have people that can hurt you. Um, This team today, they played us hard. Um, you know, they can hurt you. They've, they've I think they were 7-3 and three in their last 10 games heading into the game tonight. There are no uh, gimme putts in the National Hockey League. you got to bring it on a daily basis. And uh, the only thing that we can control is taking care of the business of the day. Uh, we don't control the schedule. We don't control who the opponent is, where the game's played. We can only control our level of effort and execution, and our players have done a good job. You
0: just yeah, I can circle back to the kid yep. playing. Um, yep. you mentioned players came up. Was it one or two that came
5: up to you? And uh, part two, Connor. Connor. Drew, yeah, yeah, it started with Connor. Okay. Yeah.
0: And, and w- with about seven minutes left, I saw you have a quite a detailed conversation yeah. with a little bit of face. Coming. Yeah.
5: W- was that? That's where it happened. Okay. Yep. That's where it happened, yep. yeah. And, um, you know, and then afterwards, then we, we talked about it. Like, it wasn't, you know, we talked about it with other guys on the bench. We talked about it with our goalie coach upstairs. When the TV timeout came we made sure it was okay with Jack Campbell. You know, I didn't want to take him out of his rhythm or, or anything like that as well. But, you know we, know, we know he's a great teammate, but he was all on board for it. And as I said, it wasn't meant uh, for any other purpose other than to give a young man life experience that he'll never forget.
0: Thanks. Sure. Better. Uh,
3: have yep. a good break. All right, so that is uh, Jay Woodcroft, Oilers win 7-3 over Chicago. Interesting saying that the idea to put Matt Berlin in started with connor mcdavid and was endorsed by all the players
4: well yeah i would imagine the players would be very excited about that and credit to connor and credit to the players uh, again the guys that play for the edmonton oilers uh, are appreciative of the opportunities they've had and uh, they've worked very very hard and and been able to benefit by being in the nhl a lot of for a number of years this young kid matt berlin this is a I mean he's an e-bug he's he goes to the u of a i mean the chances of him getting to the national hockey league probably were not high and they're sitting there saying you know what we've put ourselves in a position in this hockey game to have the lead that we have that we feel comfortable we can put this young man in net and give him a thrill of a lifetime and uh, i mean the guy got Matt really got interviewed on hockey night in canada after the hockey game this is a guy that went from uh being a you know a goalie for the u of a golden bears to being on Hockey Night in Canada, being interviewed afterwards, getting a save, it's a pretty cool experience that he's never going to forget.
3: Okay, so the Oilers win 7-3. Seattle got a 3-1 victory over Columbus as we check the scoreboard for Advantage Trailer Rentals, your one-stop source for commercial trailer rentals. Visit AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. Also with Pacific Division teams, the Golden Knights got a point, losing in overtime 2-1 to the Islanders, and the Kings lost 5-2, to the Lightning. So, Seattle, 63 points. Vegas and L.A., 62. Edmonton, 60. Now, if you go by points percentage, Edmonton is actually ahead of L.A. So, in points the uh, fourth and points percentage third, it's very close. It's going to be a fun race. Uh, Calgary has 57 points, so six points from first to fifth in the Pacific Division. So, it's been pretty fun to watch uh, how things... uh, jockey around with that. Also the Sharks well they're a Pacific Division team but they're not near the top they beat Pittsburgh 6-4 the Wild knocked off the Sabres 3-2 that one was decided in a shootout the Senators roll over the Canadians 5-0 the Flyers beat the Jets 4-0 Flyers are playing
4: very well right now the others play them after the break.
3: Panthers in overtime beat Boston 4-3 whenever you see Boston lose you always think you gotta double check they're 38-6 and 5
4: they got a good team to be the favorites coming out of the East, I would believe. How about Florida, eh? they got to pick it up quite a bit. Yeah, Early
3: two games over five hundred. There's a lot of
4: good teams in the Eastern Conference. They, you can't afford to, to fall too far behind because the teams ahead of you don't seem to lose.
3: Big win for the Avalanche, 4-2 over the Blues, and the Ducks get by the Coyotes 2-1 in overtime. Trevor Zegras is 18th of the season, 334 into the extra frame. The uh, Oilers fi- uh, farm team, Bakersfield, beating San Jose 5-4 tonight. Raphael Lavoie had the winning goal in that game. Oil Kings home 4 p.m. Lethbridge tomorrow. Colby Hay had a shutout last night. Uh, 44 stops. They beat the Calgary Hitman. 3-0. That is the advantage trailer rental scoreboard. Oilers win 7 3 zero zero six three is the certainty hotline. We have Greg standing by. Greg, thanks a lot for calling. Go ahead. Hey,
0: guys. Uh, it's only uh, fitting that I talk about the goalies tonight, right? So, um, What's uh, Berlin's contract going to look like now? One <laughs> one game, one win, one shutout, perfect well, goals against the average, perfect day percentage. Oh, okay, <laughs> but his stats are still pretty good.
3: <laughs> they are pretty so, good. <laughs> uh,
0: um, I just want to say classy act by the others. I really, really enjoyed seeing that. It was well done. Um, I hope, the, you know, the negative Nancy's out there don't uh, get all uh, bent out of shape about, you know, the other way of, about it. Be like, oh, it's embarrassing to the team, da, da, da. da. But, um, yeah, I just want to say um, I thought it was very classy, and it was a, it was a treat to watch. So uh, have a good night, guys, and uh, take care.
3: Yeah, well, I, don't, I don't think it would be embarrassing to the other team. They're probably embarrassed enough that it was, <laughs> you know, 5-1 after two periods and yeah. 7-3 when that happened. So
4: It's funny. They, they showed on TV uh, a close-up of, uh, I think it was Radish? Talking to Kane, I think he was, and I think it was one of those. Okay, okay, what's the deal with the goaltender you got going in right now? Because I mean, they wouldn't have no idea, I would imagine. Uh, The players on the Chicago Blackhawks, and all of a sudden, guys come in with pads that have a little bit of green in them. Uh, Yeah, no, the Chicago Blackhawks would have no problem at all with that. The problem they would have is the fact that the way their season has gone, and the way that this game had gone. So, I think they have enough things to worry about than to worry about what the opposition did. And I think the Oilers did it very respectful. Two minutes to go, they gave a kid a chance of a lifetime. Well, one
3: player who probably knew for the Blackhawks wasn't in the game, and that's uh, Luke Philp. They didn't overlap at the U of A, but I, I, I bet you if anybody with Chicago would have known what was what was going on or would have been like, oh, wait a minute, I used to wear those colors, <laughs> it probably would have been Luke Philp, who, did, who didn't play tonight, but he made his... Former bear who made his debut for the Blackhawks earlier this week. so I
4: saw you got it. Did he not get a point? I believe in one yes, of the games. Yes, he yeah. did. Yeah, I got good assists.
3: on him. So yeah, the Oilers win it seven three over the Chicago Blackhawks. So Edmonton twenty eight eighteen and four on the season. The Blackhawks now fifteen twenty nine and four. We also have uh, Tony at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Go ahead, Tony.
7: I have a question for you guys, and it's because it's been talked about a lot about the trade deadline, or whatever. They say that they think that Broberg could be our chicken. Do you guys see that? Because I honestly don't watch a lot of Phoenix, uh, Arizona Coyotes hockey with chicken. But they say that our uh, our trade deadline could be different because, you know, we got we got Broberg who's, you know, filling in pretty well. We got Dayarnae who's filling in pretty well. Do you guys see that chicken that Broberg could turn into a Chikorin?
3: Well, Chicker had an 18-goal season in, a, in the 56-game year, and he had 7-47 last year, so that's into the teens if he plays the whole year. I, I don't know if Broberg's going to score like that. Um, man, I, I don't even know if that's a I'm not
4: sure who direct they, comparison. I'm not sure who yeah. they are when you keep saying they say. Uh, I do believe that the Edmonton Oilers want to see what DeHernay and Broberg can do over the next few weeks and give the Oilers the... Uh, uh, viewing to see whether or not they need to bring more players in do the Oilers have enough if what they have do they have to make a big splash for them to make a big splash they're going to have to give something up Uh, and it's going to be more than first round picks it's going to have to be prospects do you want to give up future prospects a Holloway or a Broberg or something along that line to bring someone in this year or do you have in your system already what you're looking for Uh, De has been very good He's the big physical defenseman they want in the back end. Broberg, I, I think, has been excellent in a third-pairing left-handed defenseman who has the potential to be, and they would hope he would be a top-four guy here. Um, is he as good as Chikrin right now? Probably not. But could he become that? I don't know. Chikrin and they're two different things, too. Chikrin is very, very good offensively. He's not as good defensively. I think Broberg probably is better defensive defenseman than Chikrin, but Chikorin has had 18 goals I don't know what Broberg's got in his career but he's not he's not Chikorin with the puck yet
3: yeah Broberg tonight uh, 17 26 like hardly any
4: stats he just he's a Swedish he defenseman. Just really, he just yeah. does, he's always in the right that's spot. a compliment yeah. that oh absolutely like, oh, 100% yeah. Swedish yeah. defenseman they're always well, I mean, smart he heady not
3: having a lot of stats oh. like well, it's, it's you know, when it's you're a defensive
4: defenseman you, you don't want to to be noticed at the end of the night if you don't notice him it's like must have done his job and Broberg usually does
3: well and, that, and that's the thing and, now, and, and that's what we've talked about in the past and some of the discussion that they have had <laughs> is that okay if the Oilers bring in another Chickren, is that filling a hole or is that just adding on a pile you already have a couple but, of players on I mean Barry's running the power play and as well pretty as, good as it. well as yeah. anybody uh, you know Bouchard's played better lately um you expect him to have a few points along
4: the way um so the problem with it bringing a chicken in is that one of your young players isn't going to play so you're, you're pushing him down the depth chart and Chickrin is now Chickran is a guy that's got contract left so it's not just this year i mean next year you're pushing a guy further down uh, and the thing that Chickrin bring brings is brings his offense the thing the others don't need offense The Oilers uh, do pretty well when it comes to scoring goals. I think if there's anything the Oilers would love to shore up defensively, Woodcroft just talked about it. He said that they've had made great strides since Christmas, but he says he doesn't believe they're there yet. But that's where the Oilers, if you want to make a run in the playoffs, you've got to be a good defensive hockey club. And the Oilers, they want to make that run. Offense is never going to be a problem, so I don't know if they need a chick run. But they could always use you. There's never anything wrong with getting more depth and more veteran leadership and more guys that have won before. Those are the kind of guys that you want at a trade deadline.
3: All right, Oilers win 7-3 over the Blackhawks. Uh, We should have Matt Berlin here coming up after the break. (laughs) This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.
1: Oilers hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reid Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Here comes Ian Mitchell.
2: Shoots it around the boards, Kachuk let it go through, a blocker save
3: made, and the crowd lets Berlin know we appreciate the effort. Well, our save of the game is with 48 seconds left in a 7-3 Oilers victory. That is Matt Berlin's first, and to this point, only save in the NHL. As he plays the last 226, he was the emergency uh, well, they signed him to an amateur tryout contract so he could be in the game as he filled in for an ill Stuart skinner and that's our save the game for crystal glass called 310 glass or visit crystalglass.ca oilers dominate this one mcdavid the first star hyman the second star dry the third star they all had three points matt berlin's our fourth star for Jandel homes alberta's premier modular home retailer as uh, the oilers get the victory tonight. Yeah, Matt Berlin, 25 uh, You actually just had a birthday on the 20th, so we just turned 25 a little over a week ago.
4: Heck of a birthday
3: present. Spokane, Seattle, Kootenai in the Western Hockey League, uh, played a few games in the AJ along the way as well. This is his third year with the U of A Golden Bears, and we have Matt Berlin on the Certainty Hotline. man. Uh, Matt, you're on with Reed Wilkins and Rob Brown. How are you doing?
0: I'm uh, through the moon right now. Yeah, I'm super ecstatic. It was an unbelievable night.
3: So tell us how the day went when you found out that you'd actually, first of all, be dressing for the game.
0: I didn't find out uh, that I was dressing until about, like, 4.30. So it was a bit of a whirlwind, and I uh, texted my parents. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm dressing. So it was, uh, it was quite the whirlwind to get the contract all signed and everything taken care of. But, yeah, no, the second I got to the rink, it was, it was unbelievable. Everyone was very welcoming, and it was just a great all-around experience.
4: Now, how, does it go, how do you go about signing a contract? Like, do they come down to the dress room, they've got things that you signed, you have to call your lawyer, say, hey, get a little bonus here thrown in? Uh, no, it was actually just emailed over to me and I sent it, uh, they sent it over and I just signed it, sent it right back.
0: So it was a pretty quick process, but it uh, just had to be taken care of by a certain time before the game. So that's why there was a bit of a rush on it.
3: So now I, earlier this week, I interviewed uh, uh, Weston from Nate, Who filled in at practice do you guys share the e-bug duties or how how many games do you do how many does he do
0: this is actually uh my first game of the year uh i did it last year during the playoffs and then uh i just got the nod today and it all it all seemed to work out
4: at what point tonight during the game did you find out that you're going to be going into the net uh i found out with about seven minutes left in the third period and i
0: i pretty sure my reaction was or you're kidding right like I thought they were joking but uh they said no we're not messing around and they just said be ready uh at the three minute mark and the next whistle you'll be going in so it uh it all happened pretty quickly my heart rate was through the roof but it was an unbelievable experience and something I'll never forget
3: uh Woody said that McDavid kind of got the ball rolling what does that mean to you to know that the, the top player in the league was endorsing you getting in there
0: yeah uh that's what i had heard too and uh it's very very special he's a he's a very genuine guy and super uh super nice to me the entire evening and welcomed me with open arms so no i uh, when i heard that i was i was kind of shocked and then i heard that they had to run it by uh campbell as well and he was all for it so great group of guys in here and it was just made for an unbelievable night
4: you when you find out and when you're skating from the bench to the net excitement nervousness you want to throw up like what's going through your mind
0: (laughs) it was uh from the seven minute mark down to the three minute mark it was it was all pretty nervousness and then once I got on the ice I was like all right whatever let's just take a deep breath uh enjoy the moment and then it was all excitement. I had a big smile on my face getting on there and gave Campbell a big high five so it was uh it was unbelievable
4: okay when you made the save And then everyone cheered. Uh, On the replay, it shows you with your glove up by your head. Were you waving to the stands? No, no. I was fixing my helmet. It was a little tight on that side. So I was just trying to
0: address the strap. But that's what (laughs) people were saying to me. And I'm like, no, definitely would not be doing that. (laughs) Uh, Bad bad timing.
3: Was anybody here that, I I mean, obviously it it happened fast. Was anybody here that is in your family or your friend group or anything like that?
0: um my parents are actually out of town but uh i had i got two tickets to give away so i gave them to my uh girlfriend and her brother so they were here and it was very uh very special that they were able to make it out and watch watch that moment
4: now i don't know and i don't know cis rules or anything but are you allowed to keep your jersey uh yep yeah, yep yeah, the jersey i
0: i believe i'm allowed to keep it Hopefully.
4: well you took it so i guess so right <laughs> it's in my bag <laughs> How many texts on your phone
0: right now? Uh, oh, my God, it's blowing up. I have 102 texts, 40 Snapchats, and multiple, almost 100 on Instagram as well. It's kind of going crazy. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, it, that's amazing. Do you have anything else, Rob? No, I mean, that, that's—I mean, obviously, congratulations. You played in the National Hockey League. That's a pretty cool moment. Yeah, it's very special. something I'll never forget for the rest of my life for sure
3: matt thanks so much I'm, I'm sure we'll talk to you guys i think you have been on my show before so this is cool okay. to talk to you in this circumstance though man enjoy the moment
0: yeah thank you very much appreciate it
3: that is matt berlin who that's the most love we've given any player who's played two minutes and 26 <laughs> seconds Well, goalie for sure
4: well in all honesty though cool. this kid has now played in the national hockey league i mean i don't know whatever happens the rest of his hockey career He played in the National Hockey League on the ice with Connor and Leon, and on the other team was Taves and Kane. That's a pretty cool experience. And he made a save. Just makes it that much better. So uh, good on him and good on the Edmonton Oilers team, and led by Connor McDavid for giving him that opportunity to enjoy himself.
3: So it's a 7-3 win for the uh, Oilers over the Blackhawks. Campbell gets the win obviously. He stops 25 out of uh, 28, as the Oilers did out to Chicago, 43-29. Uh, the last few periods, uh, not close tonight as the Oilers completely took over and uh, wind going away. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Frank on the line. Hi, Frank. Go ahead.
7: Hey, guys. What a, what a real
0: feel-good night this has been. Uh, one of the coldest nights of the year so far in Edmonton. Uh, we get these great stories. Matt Berlin... I just finished watching uh, De on After Hours and, and he was smiling from one ear to ear, uh, excited about that and uh, kudos to the, the Hockey Night in Canada people for the interviews that they did. And then we got to watch a guy that's been working his butt off all year, surpass his best year and that's time. and it was a pleasure to watch him play tonight as well. Just a great feel good night and uh great stories all around and i'm smiling even though it's minus 20 outside
3: yeah well a lot of people in here are happy some guy brought us dessert which <laughs> i'm not obviously touching
4: but it looks pretty good hey, you know it's it, it, it it's funny we live in edmonton and we know how the city lives and dies with with the others and the results of their games uh, it is a pretty good feeling right now in edmonton because they don't play again for was it 10 days now nine days before their next game
3: yeah well it's going to be like a month since their last regulation loss yeah All so i mean it's time, it's know. a
4: pretty good uh time to be an edmonton other fan in this next little stretch here the fact that they've gone on this run before the the all-star break and the extended break it feels pretty good to be an other fan seeing where they are in the standing seeing the way they're playing seeing how they're playing it's one thing to get Uh, wins and and points in the standings but it's another thing for the player or the team to play as well as they have been and deserve it it's not like they're on the back of two players it's not on the back of a power player or a goaltender stealing games the Oilers are playing very good hockey right now they're moving up in the standings and they deserve it of this stretch they've had so it's going to feel good for the players and for the fans over this next little while while they get to enjoy this extended break with the Oilers firmly in a playoff spot right now
3: all right First start tonight, Oilers win 7-3. Here's Captain Connor McDavid.
6: Pretty exciting goalie sitting over there. Kind of a neat moment, I guess, for you guys, too. Hey, to see that? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, I mean, uh, just... Not, no, uh, we meant no disrespect to Chicago or anything like that. You know, just trying to, uh, trying to, you know, give a, a cool moment to, uh, to, to someone that, uh, you know, was, uh, was here and, um, you know, obviously lived out a, a dream to play in the NHL and, you know, he's obviously still young and playing for a, a real good program there at the U of A and, you know, maybe we'll see him in the league one day. You guys know him a little bit. He's skated with you a few times, I hear. and he's Yeah, been around a little bit. Yeah, he's been around a little bit. So, um, you know, he's. Uh, he's come in when uh there's been an emergency uh for practice and stuff like that so um you know but just you know it's nice to uh to see a moment like that with about seven minutes left you and jay had a
0: pretty good conversation i'm, I'm not sure if it was about that um but is that something that kind of i don't know if i should say goes through you i mean like you said you don't want to disrespect the hawks but this is a once in a lifetime opportunity what's kind of the, did you find out before him or what's kind of the process
6: of yeah, game well, games. I mean, two, well, two things. I mean, yeah, of course, we don't want to disrespect the Hawks. No. I mean, that was That's obviously our first thought. Um, and two, you know, he's a young kid, and, and uh, you never know what his path could do. You know, maybe we'll see him in the league one day as well. But, um, you know, for today, he's, uh, he's played in the NHL, and um, that's something he can hang his hat on for a while. This is the kind of game you guys want to go on the break with, uh, feeling good about yourselves and putting in a good effort like this. Yeah, you know, I think we feel pretty good about our game since Christmas, and, you know, we went on a little bit of a run to, to get ourselves back in the thick of things and a little rest. In recovery to uh, to gear up for a big uh, big home stretch here and uh, get ourselves uh, back into the dance. That second period, you guys kind of took over in the second period. How did you kind of see it uh, after after they tied it? You guys really put the foot on gas. Um, yeah, um, you know our power play uh, was good again against the power, uh, against the penalty kill. It's been real good of late. Um, you know we, we uh, found a way to get two and kind of get us going. And super did a great job. Let's not forget about that. You know he played a great game the first half and and. Uh, you know, really held us in there. How about Tyson Berry looking like a left winger in that blue paint, <laughs> picking up the rebound? Yeah, yeah. He was joking that he hadn't had a shot on goal in a week, so uh, it was. I think he was just trying to get it on net, and uh, you know, good for him to, to to score a couple.
8: What's the? You got 30 games left. You know, the top of the division is well within reach now. What's the sort of? You know, lay down the goals for the rest of the season here. What are you guys shooting
6: for? Uh, well, we're certainly. You know, we just want to we want to get in. You know, obviously that's uh, that's the main focus, and but mainly we want to we want to focus on our on our game and our process, and um, we feel like our game has been getting better and better as you know the season's kind of gone on, and um, we certainly like our, our stretch before the the the, the break here, and uh, we look for for that momentum to to carry over. So I
7: guess uh, ask you to elaborate. I mean, the last eight games, seven wins, points in all eight. What do you mm-hmm. think's been kind of the biggest kind of change in your game uh, as a whole for
6: the team? Yeah. I think depth. We're getting we're getting contributions. Up and down the lineup, um, you know, and and I've, I've talked a little bit about this. You know, it's not even goals. It's it's uh, you know, Cooley with it, with a huge fight tonight. You know, um, you know, yes has played physical, Klimmer's played physical, and you know, up and down the lineup, we've gotten contributions. So um, it's uh, when everybody's bought in and, and going, it's uh, it's a treat.
3: That is Connor McDavid as the Oilers take it to the Blackhawks, seven three. Tonight, we'll get to a couple more of your phone calls, 780-496-0063. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.
1: Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Freeson Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reid Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.
2: Driving in from the right-hand side is Ryan McLeod off the draw in the Edmonton zone. Nurse a shot of saber, as a second shot. McLeod thought he had scored. He still believes it's in. He believes it will count as a goal when they go to review. Nurse will stop. McLeod thought it was in, and they'll take a peek upstairs as play continues. Chicago cleared it out of midair. But you could tell by McLeod's reaction that he thought the puck had broken the proverbial plane, and he's right. The horn just went.
3: Yeah, there it is, the McLeod goal that we were talking about earlier. It was with 8-12 left in the third period, his eighth of the season. Made it 7-2 at the time. The Oilers go on to beat Chicago 7-3, so they sweep all three games from the Blackhawks. Edmonton 7-0-1 in their last eight they go eight two and two in the month of january so obviously the best stretch of the weather's season seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three we have sir robert standing by hey sir robert go ahead Uh, hey guys how you doing
9: good well obviously uh i want to start with uh obvious it was uh i want to start with a thought on that uh uh, e-bug tonight berlin it was nice to uh, uh, I thought it was a really nice touch by uh, Woody and the coaching staff there to get him in in the last couple minutes it's nice to see him get a save and, uh, so uh, yeah I like to I like to see that and then obviously uh, I mean like as for the uh, as for the game itself I thought I thought I mean Hyman obviously he's been he's look, he's looked really good especially lately McDavid tonight that that goal while well, yeah, that's that's uh, that's obviously what he does and that's, uh, that's nothing new uh dry saddle i thought was good power play good again very another good game i think that's the second time this year he scored twice if i'm not mistaken and uh so yeah all around nice to see and nice to have a nice little run here 7-0-1 heading into the break and they can uh, keep that going when they come back in uh nine days or so so uh yeah
3: yeah, appreciate it, sir, Robert. Yeah, I mean, first period, Oilers were up one nothing. Barry got the power play goal. First five minutes or so, the Oilers weren't great. And then...
4: A uh, dumb penalty Seth by Jones, Jones. I mean,
3: must be getting ready for the NFL games tomorrow because just tackled Darnell.
4: at 200 feet from his own net. Yeah, that's just dumb by a veteran player. Uh, the Oilers have the best power play in the league. You need to play a perfect game if you're the big underdogs at the Blackhawks were going into this game and your team started well and you put yourself uh, ahead of the team and the Empton Oilers made them pay and from then it was the Chicago Blackhawks playing catch up and uh, the Oilers are a very good team with the lead Uh, you have to open it up a bit and then the Oilers pick you apart so it was 2-1
3: for the Oilers and uh, Barry scores 57 seconds later mcdavid scores and then hyman scores. so three goals in two minutes and 33 seconds and at that point it was pretty much like it well,
4: and you uh jay woodcroft felt it too as you saw every time the, there was a face-off in the offensive zone out came yeah. hyman mcdavid and dry settle. he was trying to put that game uh to bed in the second period and the others did
3: all right, let's go back down to the Oilers dressing room. Here's Ryan Nugent-Hopkins. Ryan jumping in uh, a little late, uh, pretty cool moment for, for
6: yeah, the no. E-Bug. Sorry if you already asked about that, but uh, no. a special moment. Yeah,
8: yeah, it was really cool. I think a uh, um, cool experience for him, obviously, Edmonton guy. And... Um, he got that one save at the end, so I think that's uh, a pretty special moment for him, and uh, we definitely rallied behind him. And I uh, thought it was a, a cool moment overall. I heard the cheers as soon as he walked into the dressing room. Maybe how, how special of a moment is that for a group to kind of be
2: part of that experience?
8: Yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. I mean, uh, it's not uh, an experience that you have too often, and um, I, I think uh, we all realize that uh, it's a special moment for him. So I think that uh, kind of gets you excited. And uh, like I said, it's. Uh, it's not something that typically happens all the time, so uh, definitely a cool moment for the whole group.
6: You guys have seven different uh, point scores, multi-point scores I should say tonight, but then Connor mentions the physicality from a number of players. Was tonight the embodiment of how this team has been playing over the last month or so?
8: Um, Yeah, I thought uh, we did a good job, obviously. They they came out hard at us uh, early in the game and um, a couple power plays, but I thought uh, uh, in the second we just started to stick with it, keep playing our game, and uh, and so kind of push him back, and uh, we just kind of built off that second period and went from there. So I thought, uh, overall, we should be happy with that 60 and uh, take some positives uh, going to the break here.
3: All right, that is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I also want to let you know that Omar is the winner of a $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. He took the under and set the line for River Cree Resort and Casino excitement bet on it. Set the line at 4.5, Dylan Holloway points plus hits. He wound up with two hits tonight so uh, Omar took the under and he is the winner, Oilers, big winners tonight, 7-3 over Chicago. Get more on this game, more on the team on 630jet.com or globalnews.ca. Get more on the Edmonton Elks there as well. Defensive back Aaron Grimes was at the game tonight. That was pretty cool. Matt Berlin, yeah, what a what a moment for him. The U of A goaltender plays 226 at the end of the game, makes a save as he was filling in for an injured Stuart Skinner. Jack Campbell got the win. McDavid, Hyman, Drysdale, all three points. The Oilers are 7-0-1 in their last eight. Big thanks to Troy Bowler, our game day engineer, and to Angie Quinnell, our studio producer, back at 6.30, Ched. So our next game broadcast, February 7th at Detroit, 4 o'clock for the faceoff show, game at 5.30. We'll remind you of that. You don't have to remember a week and a half in advance. We've been live in Studio 99. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers take it 7-3.